I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, Managing Editor of Healthcare Info Security. Mobile devices ranging from smartphones, tablets, to web-enabled medical devices are opening up new possibilities for telehealth or healthcare services that can be delivered to patients remotely. But the electronic transmission of patient data from these devices poses data security and privacy challenges. Today, I'm speaking to Chuck Parker, Executive Director of the Continua Health Alliance, a consortium of mobile health vendors and healthcare providers. Chuck will explain some of the work that Continua is involved with related to mobile health security. Hi, Chuck. Tell us a little bit about your organization and your role. Continuum Health Alliance is a not-for-profit association that's been around for about six years, and it focuses on the interoperability or the plug-and-play capabilities of personal connected health devices. Uh, it's an industry-led organization, so the industry itself has come together to focus on the issues here to create the right type of opportunity overall for moving this industry forward in a collective manner. Um, I've been with the organization over three and a half years. I'm the executive director of the alliance and uh, lead the day-to-day operations and functional capabilities of the, of the alliance on the international basis. And now, how do you define telehealth, and what would you say are some of the biggest security and privacy trouble spots in the telehealth arena? Sure. So uh, I think that there are many terms about where we look at when what we call telehealth. Uh, we have a very specific uh, way that we look at it. I think the broader scope of it is that it's any type of service that can help link an individual where they live, work, or play back to the healthcare environments. And I think that, from our perspective, is sort of an underlying driving factor, and that is how can we provide those capabilities to help an individual manage a disease state or improve their health and wellness overall uh, and not have to be a part of or go within the four walls of the traditional healthcare space. So I think that's sort of where we look at telehealth. Any projects that Continua has underway that could help improve the security and privacy of patient data as it's collected and sent, you know, via these mobile devices, including smartphones and telehealth devices? Certainly. So that's one of our core functionalities and core um, capabilities that we do focus on. So uh, one of the outputs that Continua does is, is create a set of guidelines for the industry. So we build upon open industry standards by selecting these standards, then we use those uh, as a way to uh, ensure that interoperability is going to happen. On top of that completely, though, is a a chain of uh, ways that we secure data and that we uh, make sure that that data is handled with the highest levels of uh, security. So we meet not only the requirements based upon what HIPAA has provided in the U.S., but also the EU directives for for health information security and privacy as well. So uh, what we've done is uh, provided for the industry a guidance on how that data should be encrypted and securely uh, fashioned so that it can be passed from the device all the way into the healthcare record system. A new research report by UMass Amherst and Harvard Medical School recently found that the FDA is not actively collecting data from healthcare providers about security and privacy problems in healthcare devices. Any thoughts or recommendations about whether the FDA should collect that information from healthcare providers and how providers could report that data? Um, I, I think it's somewhat unclear today from our perspective as to who has the regulatory authority to do that. Uh, when we take a look at it, the FDA historically has not been the organization that has uh, really collected that and, or been responsible for it. And HIPAA in and of itself, where uh, there is a, a spelled out uh, way of actually um, requiring an, an agency to enforce uh, data security, particularly on the medical side, falls to CMS. So I think there's some unclear rules today within the 
the federal regulatory authorities as to who actually has responsibility for this aspect of, uh, of managing this. You know, we work very closely with the FDA in helping them understand how this interoperability and security and plug-and-play capabilities help them um, in the longer term be able to make it easier to certify devices or ensure that the devices have a high degree of safety. I think it's you know it's their task, meaning the FDA's task, to really focus on the safety aspect. Um, and it's still, like I said, unclear a little bit at this point as to are they going to be the regulatory authority to actually manage privacy and security and have the enforcement capabilities behind that. Could regulating healthcare apps ensure patient privacy? Do you think? Oh, certainly. I think that's going to be the case because at some point, you know, you have to have that as an inclusive component of your overall. Um, use of the application itself. So how does it actually pass data and making sure that that data is collected appropriately? And I think the federal government has quite uh, clearly stated that they want to ensure that there is some level of privacy and that data can be handled securely. And we've seen that in other parts of the industry from the banking side of the businesses, you know, and other parts of um, collecting data. So I think it's only appropriate that we start to see that uh, capability built into healthcare as we begin to move more and more of our information online in the coming years. Many of the major health information breaches reported so far have involved mobile devices or mobile media. What are the most important steps healthcare organizations should take to prevent these kinds of breaches? So I, I think that, you know, A is understanding what your platforms are that are connecting with your organization and having the capability of securing those effectively. And then B, I think creating an effective plan of training individuals because most of these attacks and most of these capabilities are from a social aspect. It's I download an app and put it on my phone, and it does something that it uh, you know may or perhaps uh, opens up a hole. Um, it's, so it's that social side of training individuals, and I think that's the biggest gap that we see today is that you know we understand hardware and, and can fairly well lock down the hardware, but end users can still expose that data, and I think that's where we've seen, when you look at the majority of breaches, it hasn't been from a technical failure, it's been more from a social aspect of the individual. Do you think there's anything that, you know, the vendors need to do with the product? From a technical perspective, you need to have a certain level of requirement that says this is how the data should be encrypted, how it should be managed, and how it should be uh, put play uh, in the market space, so that, you know, you, there's a, at least a base set of requirements that say, you know, you're your password must be X long, um, or that you have this right type of encryption that allows, you know, for the data to be encrypted from the phone all the way, or from the mobile device, whatever that may be. It may be, a, it could be a PC, it could be a, a mobile phone, it could be a tablet in the future. That that data is encrypted, and that it's uh, using a fairly high level of encryption, so that you can't basically hack into it, and that the right levels of security are there too to ensure that uh, you can't move for uh, connected data that isn't correct in that sense as well. So I think that there, there needs to be some basic level of security identified that applications have to meet, that application developers have to meet and moving in the future. And I think that you know we've, we've seen some of that already start to initiate itself on the EHR space uh, and the electronic health records. We've, we've already seen that there's a certain level of requirement to be able to handle that information securely. Any advice on um, what patients could do to better protect their information when using these mobile devices for health purposes? Sure. I think one thing that you can do is uh, from a mobile device, let's, let's take a couple of the categories. So uh, using a phone, making sure that you don't use it in a location that uh, people can pick it up or see it uh, is you know, one way of doing that. Number two is if you are going to enter information into the system, making sure that you have password protection for your phone so that somebody just can't pick it up and look at that data. Secondarily, I think from there it's taking a look at how can you 
ensure that that the application doesn't stay on. So you know, if you if you log in the application, enter information, and then you log out, so it doesn't stay on all of the time. From another set of devices, let's say uh, PCs themselves, making sure that you, if you're using a web-based browser type of an aspect and you're logging in, making sure that you close the browser. You know, making sure that you, because uh, by closing the browser, it, it prevents somebody from basically just using the back button to go back and look at data as well. You know, making sure that you have logged out of those applications if they're actually uh, directly built applications to link that data in there as well. And then you know, here again, uh, simply using a password to run your screensaver uh, to ensure that you know you can't simply log into the somebody can't just walk by and, and log in and, and or open up a, the computer itself and quickly see that data. Thanks, Chuck. I'm Marianne Kolbesik McGee for Healthcare Info Security. Thanks for listening.